If you follow current events, I must say probably to our own detriment these days, of our own peace of mind, but there has been recent news coming out of Cuba in the past few weeks. Mass demonstrations with shouts of libertad remind us of the extreme suffering of people who are victimized in communist oppression and other totalitarian regimes. They deserve our support and our prayers even during this liturgy. These reports remind me of one of my personal heroes, Cardinal Francis Xavier Noyen Van Thuan, who was the Cardinal Archbishop of the Archdiocese of Saigon. He died in 2002 and is currently in the canonization process. When communist forces took over South Vietnam in 1975, they imprisoned him for 13 years, nine of them in solitary confinement for his faith in Jesus Christ. An attempt to erase faith is standard in communist bloc countries in a standing operating procedure. When he was arrested, communist forces allowed him to write his family to obtain basic needs, some clothes, his toothbrush, and a flashlight, etc. And he also asked for his stomach medicine but he had no stomach ailment. So his family surmised, of course, that he was talking about a stash of wine. And they also replaced the flashlight batteries with the row of hosts. And every night, under the cover of darkness, he would lie on his back under a mosquito net and put hosts in his hand, along with a few drops of wine from his stomach medicine bottle on the altar of his hand, celebrating the Mass from memory. He made a makeshift tabernacle out of a cigarette pack to pass the Eucharist to other Catholics in the camp. And during his incarceration, guards maltreated him and often starved him for days, taunting him for his faith, nearly leading him to despair. And he cried out to God, asking him what sense it made for him to spend his life in prison instead of with his persecuted flock celebrating the sacraments? What was the point of sitting in a filthy prison cell? But in prayer, God led him to meditate on the boy with his simple store of five loaves and two fish that we find in our gospel today. Cardinal Van Thuan recounted his prayerful realization that he might not be able to give God great things at that moment, but he could give Jesus all that he had, which included the Mass, prayer, evangelization, and daily hardships, which in the end were great. He surmised that when he offered what he offered to Jesus in the same spirit as that boy with his loaves and fishes, there was no telling what the Lord could do with them. So from his cell, he began to write spiritual insights on tiny scraps of paper, and he snuck them into a prison worker who regularly passed him by his cell. And in turn, the man would secretly smuggle them to his parents, who compiled them, and eventually published them as a book called The Road to Hope, which strengthened the faith of persecuted Vietnamese Catholics. In time, he learned that he could offer up everything, even 
the daily humiliations of the guards, and he responded with kindness and love. He listened to their problems and taught them French and English. He learned that small yet loving deeds led to inroads and relationships, and he actually welcomed some of them into the church years later. So while he was hidden away in solitary confinement, Cardinal Van Thuan seemed so insignificant, but in time Jesus used his faithful prison witness to keep the Vietnamese faithful alive in the face of communist oppression. And many years later, Catholics outside Vietnam persevered by reading his meditations as well. We are called to follow Cardinal Van Thuan in his daily offering of whatever we have and giving it to the Lord. In the process, God will use it to feed others. As we heard in our gospel today, whether it's a little or whether it's a lot, if we give it to the Lord, the Lord will multiply its effects. The most fitting place to offer our lives is in union with Christ in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. St. Paul reminds us that our discipleship makes up for what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ for the sake of the church. Jesus, of course, instituted the Eucharist on the night before he died, and this sacrifice is represented every time we gather to participate in the Mass. The first Eucharist was offered to the Father only once, but what makes this Mass different from the last Sunday's Mass or Mass on Holy Thursday is our sacrifices that we, we unite with Christ. And in a special way this weekend, the Holy Father has asked us to meditate and to bless grandparents and other elderly or elder uh, examples of faith. Why? Because they give us faith. They give us their, their role modeling. They give us uh, uh, support and throughout our lives. And I was just thinking that during the Tools for School program this past weekend, we welcomed 3,000 children to get their school supplies. Many of the drivers that brought those children here were grandparents, and they were also uh, uh, friends and aunts and uncles that came in support of children in need. I made a special point to remind them that we'd be praying for them today. And of course, this day is associated very closely with the feast of Saints Joachim and Anne, the grandparents of of our Lord that we will celebrate tomorrow. So that's why in a few minutes, I will encourage you to pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. So the Mass that was hopefully preceded by our daily discipleship, particularly this weekend when we celebrate those of grandparents and other uh, elders in our community, they make our faith come alive because it has been lived on a daily basis. This is also the reason why the collection is taken up right before uh, the presentation of the gifts. It's a visible way to offer not just money, but also our spiritual sacrifices that we have made throughout the week that identify us as Catholics, and we can symbolically place them on the altar as well. That is, we give our own five loaves and two fishes to be multiplied by the Lord. 
And in this act of kindness, the young boy gave Jesus everything that he had. And in the same way, in addition to our financial contributions, we place our gifts and our very selves into that collection basket and place our daily sacrifices on the altar of the Lord with the bread and wine that is offered to God. The miracle of the loaves and fishes teach us about how God works and what he expects from us. Jesus saw the crowds that he could have easily done a miracle from scratch himself. That is, he didn't need human assistance necessarily, but he asked his disciples to help feed the people, prompting Philip to reply that six months' wages wouldn't feed 5,000 people. But Jesus started with the boy's generosity. He started with the best that the boy offered and miraculously multiplied it for the people. This is the way God operates in us. Again, he could have spread the gospel by himself, but out of love, he invites us in. He gives us the joy and dignity of cooperating with him in the building of his kingdom. The question is, do we do that? Do we build the kingdom? The miraculous multiplication of the loaves and fishes fish points to the Eucharist where Jesus breaks bread for us, blesses it, and gives it to Catholics today as he has done over 20 centuries of the Christian era in every land feeding billions of his children. So as we prepare to share in this great and ongoing miracle, let us ask the Lord to give strength to us, to give strength to persecuted people, to give strength to grandparents and to elders and to all of us, and gives us the courage and the generosity to offer our whole lives back to the Father.